Hello, and welcome to another new episode of the Gold Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Longs, and I'm joined by my co-host, Shy. Shy, what's up? I am thinking about Preventas, Schmoopaloos. I've got oh, yeah? Preventas on the mind. Preventas on the mind all the time, is what I say. I had never heard of a Preventa before the, this recent episode of the Goldbergs, and now I must use it at all times. It must be retroactively put into all of the vocabulary of my people. It's retconned in. I guarantee it. Exactly. It's been retconned in. You're going to see it in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel next season. You will. I think it's in the Torah. Um, <laughs> somewhere above, like, Yiddish. But below breaking of bread. I don't know. Something like that. That's what I heard. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rabbi Lons <laughs> and, her, and her weekly sermon. You know, well, that's why we've taken a break is because I was getting my rabbi certificate. <laughs> you were, you were, you were learning with George Siegel, one on one. Oh, I was him and I, rabbi seminary. You, you know, we had this break because we. I mean, this is you know, it's busy life, and uh, but the great Chad, one of the OG amazing gold nerds, he messaged Woo-hoo! us and he said, "Hey yeah. guys." Where you been? And it really warmed my heart to hear from Chad and to think about all the other gold nerds. And so we hopped on the phone today to make this happen. You know, thank you, Chad, uh, for giving us the appropriate kick in the pants to set aside life and get down to what really matters, the gold nerds. And I'm not being facetious. I'm being for real right now. No, this is our... Life is annoying. And Gold Nerds is forever. And, and you got to have this time. This time is, makes me so happy, you know? Mm-hmm. You can forget about that. I also, just since we're talking about Gold Nerds, I was thinking about a bunch of the Gold Nerds that are always with us on Twitter. Used to be me, Kermit the Fonz, Sana, also known as the Goldberg's Countdowner, Alex Dillard, Miss Lore, Neil Richard, Dawn. You, N- Lons, help, Lons and I talked about this list, so it's not like I'm the only one who remembers people. <laughs> but I thank know, you guys. I know you all. You're all yeah, awesome. You. All the other folks that are out there, you're awesome. Chad, thank you. Thank you, Gold Nerds, for, for listening to us. We love it. It makes us so happy. It makes us to share our love of this show with all these wonderful people. I agree, and I want to just second that sentiment that without the Gold Nerd Nation, we wouldn't be who we are today. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't be, I'd say, one of the top five fandoms out there on TV. For oh, sure. for sure. For TV for fandom, sure. I don't think there's... I think you have, like, old-school fandoms that, that like, have shown their metal over time, like your Buffy the Vampire Slayer people uh, and things like that. Buffy. Yeah. But but real-time? We, I mean, Why? we... Against all odds, Schooled exists. And I think... And don't say, don't say that's creative. That's all on the gold nerds. They're not going to put a show on that people aren't watching. It's because of us gold nerds. People yeah. are watching, and now we have the highest-rated ABC comedy on uh, on television. So, I just want to say thank you to the Gold Nerds for for not only listening to us, not only watching the show, but being vocal about it, being vocal about how much you love it. Because the powers that be, they take notice of that, 
And that's why we get to continue doing what we do, what we love, yeah. which is gold nerdy now and potty. Yeah. So, and, and always so positive. Like people talk about the negativity of the internet. The gold mm-hmm. nerds universe is like universally kind and positive and you know, people wishing each other happy birthday and, and keeping tabs on each other. It's awesome. Yeah. And to that point, Shai, you and I have had like a a very diplomatic Twitter feud with with someone regarding Blaney. And that, Yeah. I mean that that is totally right. And I think that it says a lot about the kind of people who follow who follow this show that they're willing to have like a real conversation. Because also if you know us, you know how emotional we are about Blaney. Mm-hmm. And um, this this fellow, whose name I am pulling up, and because I, I don't want to get it wrong, and yeah, okay, so it's Chris Adams. Yeah, Chris Adams. Shout out I, Chris Adams. I what was a diplomatic. He came into my mentions, um, disagreeing with my Blaney love. He ships CB and, and Laney, and normally it's with these Twitter feuds. It's it's just all emotion and and hurtful and hateful and not really using your mind but he was diplomatic and and presented his point of view in a professional manner and i really respect that and now we're like you know not even frenemies like they were friends you know like we just have a disagreement on who we like but we're respectful of each other's opinions and i just you know, that is the testament of the Goldner Nation, yeah. is that we are respectful people. Yeah. And, 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 it all, yeah. and it all comes down from the top, of course, with Adam, who has been our kind, our kind and wonderful leader. Uh, but speaking of Blaney, Schooled continues mm-hmm. to, I would say, play with your mind and your heart. Like, I feel you suffering every week when... <laughs> ambiguity in this relationship and i have been i have been coming up with a theory a meta theory about how this is playing out that makes that that might work for you all right let's hit it okay notice how on the goldbergs there wasn't a lot of there was there, there hasn't been a defining will will they won't they relationship there was Barry and Laney, but that they got together and they broke up and they got together. But I wouldn't say that defined the show. It didn't define the show and it also didn't define will they, won't they? Because all of their breakups where they're so in love with each other that they're just explosive, you know? Right. And it was never like a star crossed lover thing. It right. was, you know? So I you, agree with you. And then you had Jerrica, which again, a huge part of, of a few of the seasons was that, you know, were they going to get together? But for the most part, they've been, I don't know if it's for the most part, but they've been together for as long as, I think, almost for most of the period that Sam has been a regular on the show. And so... Uh, all of all of Sam being a regular has been them together. And and they've already told us they're going to end up together. So so now, now flash forward to the 90s. And what is the most defining sitcom and thread of sitcom of the 90s friends right and the thread of that is of course 
Ross really and Rachel. They, Rachel. Yep, absolutely. Rachel and, and so my meta theory is that they're doing a 90s show and they've got to have a will they, won't they thread for it to truly be a 90s show. Like I was starting mm. to get like aggravated, but then I'm realizing I'm like, wait a minute. This is like the defining show. The defining shows of the 80s had a lot of different characteristics. Yes, you had Sam and Diane, but Sam and Diane didn't end up together. Whereas when you think of 90 shows, you think of Friends and you think of Ross and Rachel. So my theory, now this is where it can go either in Chris Adams' way or your way. But my theory is that the will they, won't they is part of the school DNA because of the era that it's representing and they are building up right they haven't done have they done a friends episode yet no they, they not like as this plot a like a storyline it's been like reference like oh we all love friends you know like it's been like they, mentioned like they haven't, it hasn't done the been song, an actual right? story. they haven't done i'll be there for you have they or have they? no okay. no i don't think so uh, better check that but yeah um i better check that so, school nerds so so my my theory is is that we are building towards some sort of epic friends related thing about the relationship and I'm going to go with CB is like Joey uh, sorry I don't want to I don't want to make CB like Joey but I think CB is like a diversionary tactic but the real relationship here is of course Lainey and Barry that Barry, you know, that they are the Ross and Rachel of this show, but Barry's just on another show. So they and they can't turn schooled entirely into a Goldberg show because it's about Lainey. But my, my so my 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 argument is that like if you're making a '90s show, you need the will they won't they in order for it to really be from that era, I... and that and that ultimately we're gonna get the satisfying ending like Ross and Rachel. Like even if there's gonna be some tough times, like won't won't it make sense like couldn't you imagine we have Lainey and Barry do an on a break episode? We were on a break, right? <laughs> like, like to me, I feel like that's what we're setting up for is that, oh, we got to do a we're on a break episode. Okay, got to do a friends episode. So therefore, we've got to. You're, you're building to that friends moment, that, that I got off the plane moment is what you're saying. Yeah. When does she get off the plane and which one? The finale. Oh, I see. Because there's so many airports in that. Like there when she are. goes to the plane, the plane and then Julie the comes. Like that. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah. So so my argument is that they're saving the most mega tribute of all to to resolve the love plot. And my my theory is that it'll end with Barry, not with not with CB. I would agree with that. And not only does that play into what we. You you touch upon it. We we were annoyed with it in the beginning, especially season one. Um, but now that you mention it in the context of it being a through line for the series and kind of you know, Friends was such a pop culture zeitgeist and in the nineties. So I agree that they are doing that on purpose. The will they won't they. Um, and it makes me more, you know, keen towards it now. I don't love it, but if it's more than just a tired trope, 
and they're using it in a meta context, like where 90 show, let's play, pay tribute, then that really elevates it, the writing. And I would agree with them continu- continuing on until they get to that opiate and, and here, And here's going to be my, my precedent for this. Do you remember how Adam – and I remember this from listening to Gold Nerd's podcast interviews before we were on the show, listening to the era of Ash and Joe, the, the, the OGs, when they interviewed Adam. And I believe he talked about how he wanted the Goldbergs to be like the sitcoms he loved growing up. And so there are a lot of elements like the, the formula, for example, like the way the three acts go. He said, They're all, it's always going to be that way because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to pay tribute to that. So mm-hmm. my theory is that he wouldn't repeat that for a show that takes place in the 90s. He wouldn't say, I'm going to make this show from the 90s like shows from the 80s. It, he's, my theory is, is that, no, what's the iconic 90s show? Let's put some layers of that in this. I have no I idea do. if that's true, but I feel like we've got to find, we've got to find a, um, uh, <laughs> a schooled writer. And- Let's get a schooled writer on the phone. Um and ask them. That's a great idea, Shy. All right. That's let's, our next task. All right. Get let's a, work. A let's, writer. let's work on a schooled writer. All right. Adam, we're gonna set. We're gonna set up the. We're gonna send up. We're gonna send up the ad rock symbol, like the bat signal. <laughs> Get us a schooled writer. We have many uh, questions. You know, no, Shy. I think that's an excellent theory, and it definitely is playing true. You know, this isn't out of left field, obviously, because this back and forth between CB and Lainey truly has been the focal point of this entire series. So, and as we'll see tonight on tonight's episode, it's CB seemingly moving on physically moving out of Lainey's apartment, but also a good idea, no matter what happens, like you can't, you can't live with someone in this scenario and not go crazy. Right. But also emotionally and like metaphorically moving on from the relationship. But we'll see how long that lasts. And there, when she's hugging Barry at the end of the episode last week, when, you know, Barry won off of, uh, <laughs> you know, some war, um, it wasn't a regretful look. It wasn't a. Which, you know, it would have... hats off to AJ because she did That was a really great facial expression because it wasn't a regretful look like, oh, did I make the wrong choice? No, it was not. It wasn't like, oh, I'm completely satisfied with Barry. It wasn't. It was kind of like so ambiguous that not only does the viewer not know what's happening, Laney herself doesn't know what's happening. And I think that was an excellent like choice by Lainey or choice by AJ to make in I, that I by, facial expression. I, by the way, loved the use of singled out. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loved the use of singled out. That was not a show that I grew up watching, but it's a grew, show up I grew up because I lived in Canada and we just didn't get certain things. But but <laughs> kids would always be talking about it in camp, or they do like an activity that was sort of quasi based on singled out. And so it was like this forbidden fruit of a American TV show that we didn't have. So I loved seeing them put that in the show. It was a really strong episode. Another strong episode for school who's just knocking them out of the park this year. Yeah, they've done a terrific job. Although I will say between the two weeks, 
between the two weeks, I know we've talked about this, our winner of the week. This week, I'm going to give it to the Goldbergs because I thought that the Barry Miranda Cosgrove chemistry came dangerously close to threatening my love of Blaney because (laughs) I thought they were adorable together. Adorable together. They were really cute. And, and, you know, I'm going to allow myself as the captain of the Blaney ship to also love Miranda Cosgrove and Barry. Sorry for whatever Miranda Cosgrove's character's name was. She was a TA. I don't know why it would have been that. I mean, I mean, know, her willingness, upon. her willingness to jeopardize her career was amazing. I mean, wow, you must really like Barry off of like a couple of classes, you know. Um, but yeah, they were adorable together, and the fact that we know that Barry is with Lainey in the 90s. I'm okay with whoever he wants to date in the 80s. Yeah, um, absolutely. But they had great chemistry, so I hope she comes back. I hope this isn't, isn't just a one-off because I thought they played well off of each other. Um, and, and she committed. She she did the Instagram takeover, so she was, she was really playing along, having fun. Yeah, she was, and it was a great, you know, setting to see her in, so... You know, because normally I haven't seen her since she played a teen in iCarly. And that I was haven't her seen her since her first movie, School of Rock. <laughs> so she definitely looks the same, but in a more mature manner. And it was very nice to see her play an adult. Uh, so I would cherish having her back on our screen. And I'm assuming Barry would, too. Maybe as a TA, she'll be a teacher in school and there'll be a quadruple. Well, they, they probably won't, but that would be, I really, <laughs> I a keep, love square, a love square, a quadrangle. Dare they go that far? Well, to be honest, friends did go to the square when Rachel was into Ross, Joey was into Rachel, but dating Charlie and oh, right. Ross was into Charlie. So there oh, was they- a, a square in friends. That is true. I always liked Charlie. Aisha Tyler is so cool. Yeah, she is really cool, and she was she was a great addition to that cast. So yeah, that was I've actually, I've heard her interviewed about that and how like one of the things she had to like accept was that like you're never going to be as funny as the friends, like as the core friends, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as good as you like. It's such a tough position to be in, you know, where you are inserted into that show as like an outside thing. Um, and I thought she was really philosophical and, and cool about it. But yeah. that being said, what did you think of the of the Preventa plot where we started our conversation today? Oh, yes. So Preventa, Preventa, Preventa be my yenta. Uh, that was phenomenal. You know, Dana being back has given me so-so results, I'd say. Like, meh. Like, did we actually need Dana back? We needed Dana back specifically so she could play off Beverly's disdain for Dana. It is magic. Um, Those scenes with Wendy are absolutely incredible. You could—it's palpable um, how much Beverly hates Dana, and it started off right from the beginning when you know Adam and Dana are talking about the school dance or something, and. Beverly comes in and she's like, oh, God, you're back in our life. And she and Dana's like, nice to see you, too, Mrs. Goldberg. I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and that's good. Great continuity there. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. And, you know, as Bev, she would not like Dana because Dana broke our little schmoobaloo's heart and was also the first woman to take Adam away from Bev. So That's true. Oh, yeah. Dana really, she endured a lot. She really did. Like, she she endured a lot. But, I, I, you know, when they, <laughs> in the Weird Al episode, still one of my favorite episodes, when they mm-hmm. are on the pogo balls and and Pop says, that's a game of lovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They didn't yeah, look I, like they were in love. Um, yeah, it was a great storyline. And now we have keys as to how to break up two people, which, you know, is always beneficial to, to know, I'd say. Yeah, and I think it's neat. It's sort of like showing the opposite powers. It's almost like Bev became like the reverse Bev, like the reverse Flash. He became like an anti-hero. Yeah. Now, Bria B. Bria B. Let's talk Bria B. New addition to this cast. Um, Seemingly a new love interest for young Adam. What are we we thinking about this redheaded popular girl? So my theory on Bria B, as confirmed by the video of her, that did actually make her look super cool. Like, <laughs> I, like I was intimidated by her coolness. Um, I think that I, I don't I don't know if Adam ever. It seemed that they implied that Adam didn't really ever date her. So what if she was a popular girl that Adam had a crush on? That now he's like, well, I'm just going to work her into the series as a love interest, as like a nod to her. Like, what an ultimate kind of I wouldn't say revenge. But, like, wish fulfillment or, like, tribute to, like, someone you had a crush on in high school that may or may not have known. That you're like, yeah, I'm a famous producer now. I'm going to make an episode of a show where my character has a crush on you. You know, that could play one of two ways. But because Adam is so skilled and fine-tuned and can walk that line very well, especially TV Adam, I'm going to go with adorable. Oh, totally adorable. Totally adorable. Now, will they? Do you think they'll end up together, or do you think he's just like like he's just blown it at this point? Well, I mean, they did go skating together, roller skating. They did go skating. So I mean, but but is this going to be like a Dana situation where he's going to date her for more and more episodes, or is this like um, the the Weissman girl that that Barry dated? Mm, mm hmm. Mm hmm. I think we are going to get some more episodes with Bria B. I think she's in it for a good arc. Okay. Will it last the whole season? Maybe. It might. I, I, I feel like it, it wouldn't be them dating or boyfriend-girlfriend, but it will be definitely a flirtation back and forth each episode, maybe inching a little closer to dating. I think we will see her for the rest of the season, though. Now I I like I like her, but I'm also wondering is that now that Jackie has moved on, Jackie who is my favorite of Adam's love interests, both in in the show and in real life, because Jackie Geary well, yeah, is amazing. Jackie Geary is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the maybe they're gonna like because I mean we don't know how many more seasons of the show there are, but we know Adam has said he's not gonna meet his wife in the '80s because he met her in the 90s. So maybe they're going to run Adam through just a lot of funny dating scenarios, like through the next season or two. 
So that's interesting. It's an 80s show, but we have Adam in high school. Real life Adam went to high school in the 90s, but he did meet his wife in high school. Oh, he did? So, yeah, he did. Oh, I thought he met her in the 90s in like college. Mm-mm. Oh. He met her in high school and at a summer camp, to my knowledge. Um, based on old Twitter threads, I think Real Life Beverly said that at one point a long time ago. So it's under my inception that he met his wife when he was like 17, 16, 17 at a summer camp while he was still in high school. So that's an interesting point that our Adam is in high school, but in the 80s, while his Adam or while his life was in high school in the 90s. So I guess he could say either way when he wants to meet his wife. You know, if he wants to play by the 90s rules, then maybe we'll meet her in school. If he wants to play by the Goldberg's rules, we'll see her soon. Here's an episode I would love, and and I would love to see Sean in it, but he doesn't even have to be in it. But it would be Laney and Barry, like, getting to or participating in Adam's wedding. And that being used to, like, bring Laney and Barry back together or culminate some sort of component of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm on board for anything Blaney-related, as you know. So I think that's an excellent idea. But even if it's happening in the background, like, we have to get to, you know, wherever Adam was living. We have to get to L.A. for Adam's wedding or whatever. And mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a road trip. I don't know. There could be a lot of different... Or, ooh, what if Laney brings CB as a date to Adam's wedding? No. no. Don't go there, Ty. <laughs> I'm not Ty, saying they're going to end now. up together, but that could be that could be some serious hijinks right there. I will say, though, I didn't know that we weren't going to meet. Is that confirmed that we are not going to meet his wife on Goldberg's? Uh, I don't know if it's confirmed. I, I believe he told us. Ooh, now I'm trying. I'm mixing up all his interviews. That he met his wife in the '90s. So, because we were asking about Jackie and. Oh right, right? we were. Yeah. The, or, well, yeah. I'm now I'm like mixing up all the the, the gold nerd gold nerd stuff, but I'm pretty um, sure. I'm pretty sure. Because it was I had a theory, or you know, in my mind. That we finally get our summer camp episode, the <sighs> episode that he meets his wife. And oh, you know that you and I have been wanting a summer camp episode since like day one. Aaron Cassander, hope you're listening. We know <laughs> you've always wanted to do it. Bring it to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good. That's a good way. That's a good way to. That's a good way to look at it. I I think the the my MVP of this week. I don't know what yours was. But I just I love seeing Sean and Wendy together and Sean and Wendy mm. doing their thing together is just one of the best duos that has evolved. I can't get enough of them. They were so funny together. I kept saying it while I was watching the show to my wife. I'm like, I love it. Wendy and Sean together. They're so funny. It was so funny. And just the physical comedy that um, Wendy brings each episode when she's, you know, using her chalkboard or she's getting the candle and shoving it in their face or getting the um, chocolate strawberries and pushing <laughs> them up on Dana and, or Bria <laughs> and Adam. She uses props so well, you know, it, it's a master class. Yeah, she is. She's the master. 
I mean, she she is objectively speaking MVP every week, all week, all episodes. You know. Yeah, she's the, she's the captain, right? Like someone else could, you know, maybe get the game ball, but, but she's, she's the got the C on her jersey. She's the MVP. It's um, like if, if right, like, I know, I know maybe one of the wide receivers in, I mean, I don't really want to talk about the, I'm not going to talk about the Patriots. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that often the quarterback is because ultimately that's the person that, you know, makes the team. Every once in a while you get some stray running back or <laughs> defensive back or defensive end. Defensive end, yeah. I agree. So or, or maybe Ray Lewis. I think Ray Lewis maybe did it. Uh, I would say that I actually like schooled more this this week because oh, oh. I loved the the singled out aspect to it. I thought that was a really nice <laughs> touch. That was that was amazing, and it was it was so well executed, and all of the different things they guessed were so well done. It was the it was like the schooled equivalent of the chalkboard. <laughs> And my MVP is going to go to AJ as Laney. Not only that look that she gave at the end that, you know, I talked about, which was phenomenal. Her comedy was great as well. She did when she was trying to avoid CB at the beginning um, with her like weird crab walk backwards. Thing. <laughs> um, and her just being awkward, her finally being in like an awkward position that she's not used to. Uh, I like the I really like the way that AJ played that. So MVP AJ uh, for I, me this week. I think AJ. Um, I think AJ has really like really settled into this lead grown up role, right? Because she was on a Disney show or something when she was younger. Uh, no, that was her sister. Actually, she's oh, only okay. been a she was a Disney star in terms of. Um, they did a Disney Channel movie together, but they're mainly known for their musical duo. That that they're Disney stars because of their music. She she's really funny. I would love to ask mm-hmm. her how like how she's developed in her abilities with comedy. Because I think was did we talk about this or just talk about it somewhere else where like one of the re- someone was t- my sister I think Becky was telling me one of the reasons why comedians are so good when they act I don't know if you've seen uncut gems for example oh I love that movie it, it she argues that it's so much harder to be funny like really 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 funny than it is to like do a dramatic scene and mm-hmm. and I feel like AJ as a comedy person has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger as opposed to a sort of funny love interest right but right. her comedy in the show is so good. I'd love to know, like, what were her influences? How does she do it? Is she just a natural? Does Wendy give her, you know, tips? And, you know, I bet Wendy does. But I'd also say that if I were AJ, I'd bet she'd say that it was um, Tim Meadows and Brian Callen that really helped oh, her. Because those yeah. two are superstars. They and really are. They all work off each other really well, especially the Blascott Laney dynamic is like really trying is getting into its groove because it last season it started out you know more coach and Laney, right? And now it's become more of a Blascott Laney thing. And I I bet AJ would say the same thing that that Brian and 
and Tim have really helped her out a lot and she takes their lead on a lot of things and just really is influenced by their style of comedy. That's that's I think that's a really strong strong argument in theory. Uh, speaking of love interests, Nurse Julie now just kind of a regular part of the show. I really like it. I love it. I love Nurse Julie. I love how much Coach Miller loves <laughs> Nurse Julie. Uh, and even in that singled out episode, he only answered the questions with Nurse Julie. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Um, what did Lainey? What did Lainey prefer, the beach or the mountains? Nurse Julie. <laughs> um, and speaking of true loves, um, before we get going, because it's almost Goldberg's time here in the East mm-hmm. Coast. Um, Murray, ha- Murray and Bev, they had that romantic moment. I'd say we've gone. Through the Lucian with Murray. The Murray Lucian has fully Lucianed, and he is a fully self made man, fully Lucianed. Um, and this is a showcase of it on, on uh, last week's episode, where he, with no prompting, no incentive, complimented his wife yep. in a sincere manner. Something and- that old Murray probably would not have done. And did so, and did so with, in a moment where he was also validating her and making her, you know, like he was reshaping history to her, like in her mind, the Preventa did it, right? But it wasn't really the Preventa. It was just her. It was just her. Mm, so beautiful. And she was the best, which is great. Which is, I think, you know, but yeah, I don't think there's... They they're not doing more with that Lucian. They Lucian does hard with Murray. Like if he kept if he kept Lucianing, he'd he'd be like the Dalai Lama by the end of this. <laughs> we don't want him to be too self realized. Right. We don't want him to be a new character. We still and want I, him to be our merman. Exactly. I don't think Adam would have done that to us either because it would have been weird. Well, since it is almost Goldberg's time. The quick plot is uh, Dave Kim's party tonight, where we see just once again a blowout party. Um, yeah, I, I wonder how this is going to be. When I saw Dave Kim taped to the wall in the commercial, I thought it was the 16th Candles episode again. I was so like, did oh, I. is this a rerun? Or maybe they just do that. Did they do that to him in the Dave? In the, no, in they the 16- put him under the table. Oh, oh, it was Dave Kim under the table, right? Oh, yeah. Amazing scene. So, yeah, so there's a big party, and Pops has a plan to make Adam cool for the big event. I'm assuming to impress a one young Bria, Bria, Bria B. And then on the flip side, Beverly's cookbook has made her, quote-unquote, famous. Oh, that cookbook. Adam's face, Sean's face slash Adam's face on the cover of that cookbook. With the closed eye, or with taking a picture with the cookbook, whatever it is, with the closed eyes, it's just one of the best details ever. Um, so that's on the Goldbergs, and then on school, like I said before, it's all about moving on and moving out for CB. And on the flip side to that, uh, Lainey learns she has unresolved issues from her past while mentoring a student. 
Oh. Okay. Interesting. Ooh. I wonder what the. I wonder what the. Um, unresolved issues are. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a tie into to to Bellini and and CD's love. Maybe we'll get more insight onto that. I don't know. We'll find out. That's amazing. We shall see. I'm very excited. Who do you think is going to take the week this week? Oh, you know, just off of first first read, I'm going to go give it to the Goldbergs because I love a good Dave Kim party. Yeah, Dave Kim, more Kenny Ridwan, right? Oh, like Dave Kim please. is he's awesome. I think I think I, I sometimes miss him. <laughs> I'm like, where's Dave been? So me too. All right, shy. Where can we find you? You can find me at Pancake for Table on Twitter, Instagram. I now started doing Letterbox, so if you like, want to know what I rate different movies in the crazy rating system that I use with my sisters, you can check that out. I'm also on the Friday Night Movie Podcast every every week. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's where you can follow me. And, of course, here on The Gold Nerds. Awesome. And I'm Lons. You can find me at PKPrime12 on Instagram and Twitter. This has been another Gold Nerds podcast. You can find all Gold, Gold Nerds stuff at Gold Nerds on Twitter and at the Gold Nerds on Instagram. We hope you have a Gold Nerdtastic week this week, fellow Gold Nerds. JTP out. Have a Dave Kim party. <laughs> have a Dave Kim party. Right? Like, what other party is there to have? None. If, <laughs> if it's not a Dave Kim party, it's not a party worth having. 